Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to create wealth, freedom, and the happiness that only inner peace can bring. So listen. If you're new around here, I want you to know that you are in the right place. If you know that you need a mix of mindset and the online business growth strategies, I'm your host, Sharon Lee. Here every single week, I drop a brand new podcast episode. I'm a mindset and online business growth expert for over 25 years, and today I'm sharing. Well, I'm continuing to share on our eight-part series of helping you to actually eliminate your limiting beliefs. So last week, we talked about releasing and replacing the limiting beliefs. And if you want to catch up on that, then you want to listen to that right after this podcast episode. So as we progress in this series, I'm going to be breaking down some very specific beliefs. These are beliefs that most, if not all, entrepreneurs deal with at one time or another. And that's the thing is we realize that, you know, the strategy is definitely part of this recipe, but the other part is basically your mindset. It's basically dealing with all of that junk up in your head, which is why we don't often take the action that we need to take. By the way, before we get in, I want to invite you over to a very special group. If you want to belong to a very special group of entrepreneur powerhouses, come on over to join the Facebook group. That's the Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Community. All right, so let's just dive right in. So in this, this is actually going to be part one of the seven limiting beliefs of entrepreneurs. And I'm going to start off with asking for help. I think asking for help is such a difficult thing for people. We need to overcome these limiting beliefs if we really hope that we can actually grow our businesses. Um, I I feel so incredibly grateful to have the community of support that have helped me with my business. Um, I belong to a mastermind community that, you know, they don't let me play small. You know, they call me out on my BS. And of course, then there's my fiance who's always there as my cheerleader, encouraging me. And I, I feel so incredibly grateful to have such an amazing circle. The thing is, is 
you know, while I'm lifting people up, empowering them, teaching them, um, you know, I still look into my own mind and deal with a lot of the imposter syndrome and other types of beliefs, as I'm sure you probably do as well. So that's why I wanted to do this. I, I'm going to be releasing a brand new program where we're going to be talking about how you can actually create more wealth with your mind. It's called Unleashed, and I wanted to really be able to unpack a lot of things here for you before you consider jumping in. And so a lot of these things have to do with who we believe we are, what we believe we're capable of doing, the people that we feel like we deserve to be with or not. You know, there's a lot of that worthiness that we have to deal with. And I realized looking back in my own personal experience with limiting beliefs, there's been tons of them, you know, dealing with the fact that, you know, I grew up very, very poor and I didn't grow up with parents. So I basically grew up with my brother who was just a little kid. And so I took on a lot of his limiting beliefs. And I love what my mentor says. It's like the luggage of life. You really just want to pretend like, You've, you've got your luggage down at your feet. And if you unpack it, you see all of those limiting beliefs there. And you realize that some of those are not yours. We can like pack it back up in a suitcase and hand it off to them. You just outstretch your arm and say, here you go. I've been holding on to this luggage. It doesn't belong to me. I want you to have it back, <laughs> right? This is that luggage of life with all of that nonsense that fills our minds with these limiting beliefs. And this is what I've been going through. I'm always dealing with that lifestyle by design, which is really me becoming more bold and more courageous in my business and going out and doing the things that I need to do and leading the way and paving the path for people so that they can go out and do what they need to do. And, and they need to see that from a place of possibilities. So this is why I want to really be able to talk about this one because we realize that when we're out there in our businesses trying to do the things that we need to do to be visible online with social media, um, maybe creating a video, going on live stream, creating content, lots of different things like that. We, we kind of feel like maybe we're not doing as well as we thought we would. Maybe we're trying to figure things out. And maybe we've been struggling for so long without having those results and like really questioning what the heck we're doing. Why is it that we're still not as far along as we thought we'd be? So one of the number one beliefs we have is I should be able to figure all this out by myself. So, you know, the thing is this this actually comes from a belief that you have to feel bad about asking for help, right? This is what we've been told like all of our life and these are the mistakes of entrepreneurs when they don't feel like they can ask for help. You know, the thing is, is that we're all imperfect and we all have needs. And a lot of people feel like there's a weak demographic in our populace, right? And those are the people that ask for help. 
and therefore they stay weak. So if we recognize that we as entrepreneurs, we as humans are imperfect, we'll ask for help. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of us won't though because of our pride. So asking for help wasn't something that was ingrained in me growing up. Like I said, I didn't have a mother, didn't have a father. I basically grew up with my brother who was two years older than me. There was no one at home helping me. And you can see that I, I adopted a lot of, oh, I, I suppose we just call them beliefs in my mind that made me feel like I was not capable of taking care of myself. Um, there I was, you know, when my mother had a really terrible, tragic accident um, where, you know, she lost her eye and she was in the hospital for a very, very long time. And there was a period of time where she didn't even realize that she had children. And, you know, while we had some family to help us, uh, we didn't have a lot. So as much as they tried to help us, when my mother finally got out of the hospital, she did her very best to take care of us, but she was in a great deal of pain and spent most of her time on medication in her room upstairs, uh, passed out. <laughs> and of course, all of that turned into um, medication and, and um, alcohol abuse. And she lived a great deal of many years just being passed out. And so my brother and I did what we could to survive while our family uh, did not even know what was going on. And that's, you know, many, many years had passed by and that's how I was brought up essentially um, on my own and trying to figure things out. So I believed that I had to figure everything out and I believed that I wasn't important and I just couldn't make it. And there was no one for me to ask. There was no one that I could trust. And when we believe that we're the ones that should be able to figure everything out, then we're less likely to ask for help because of our pride. So that's, you know, pretty much the way that entrepreneurs are thinking. So I interpreted guidance as a way of thinking that I was weak. So I was never really told, you know, that, um, I could seek out help. I was told to be confident. I was told to be strong. I was told to be independent. That was the message that I received in the world because I was looking out at um, other children who were basically abandoned as well. And some of these children were older than me and they just told me to be independent and to be strong. So I assumed that asking for help was a bad thing. You know, so many of us do that. We're ridiculed when we ask for help. Why don't you know that? You know, some of them would say, you should know that by now. You know, so for many of us, the idea of asking for help meant that we were actually dependent. We were weak. We were maybe uncertain or unsure of what to do. And we want to come across as very strong, don't we? So asking for help just meant that we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough. A lot of times this comes from our own thoughts. You see, some of the, the beliefs we have out there 
come from other people that give them to us, like our parents who always talk about, um, you know, eat all your food. I saved and I saved for all that money to buy you food and you're going to waste it. No, you're not going to waste it. Uh, so, you know, these are beliefs that make us feel like um, it's, you know, a scarcity mindset that money is not available to us, right? And it's not an abundant mindset. So this is what we do to ourselves, And we, we have these beliefs that come from our parents and come from our teachers and other people that support us while other beliefs tend to come from ourselves and what we perceive, right? So instead of asking for support, we try to do everything ourselves and we turn into a machine. We do whatever it takes to get the job done on our own. And in the end, we feel a sense of accomplishment, right? We feel a sense of accomplishment for achieving this unsurmountable feat, right? It was just, we thought, impossible. But the truth is, we never do anything on our own, not really. And as leaders, you know, maybe you're a boss. Um, maybe you're the owner of a company, right? As leaders, we shouldn't want to do everything on our own. So I totally understand the benefit and the desire for for solitude, right? To to feel that peace. Let me hear me out where I'm going with this. There are people who love doing things alone, like hiking, traveling, and reading, of course. But here's the thing. Our own natural human need is to share experiences with other people, just to have someone go along with you, right? Even after traveling or reading a great book, we're excited to be able to share that. I just uh, went to Mexico to look for my wedding destination with my fiance, and that was the first thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to share my experience with anybody who would listen because I had the most amazing time. So the act of asking for support and openly receiving is probably one of the hardest life skills to practice, yet it's the skill that can make you a better human being and a stronger leader, right? So let's evaluate why people often find it difficult to ask for help and receive support. So this is specific to entrepreneurs here, right? So as I said before, th these are just assumptions, sometimes on our part, sometimes by someone else. So the first assumption is that it's a sign of weakness. So this is what I thought too, because this is what was told to me by the other kids that I was running around with, the other little hoodlums I was running around with. If I can't do it on my own, I must not know how to do it or I don't have the skills or resources to do it, right? So that just means what? I'm not intelligent. I'm not resourceful, okay? So these are assumptions that are demeaning us and making us feel less than significant in this world. And so then one life uh, limiting belief turns into another limiting belief. And then before you know it, everything cycles and then we're dealing with a lot of fear and doubt. So another assumption associated with this is allowing someone else to help me means I lose control. I don't have control. And a lot of us want control. 
This is exactly what we want. We see this with children all the time. We see them doing what's called individualizing. So this happens uh, very early on in life. They're like two. Uh, sometimes it doesn't happen until they're, they're more like seven, 10, and sometimes even in their teenage years. And this is where we see a lot of that rebellion. So when we are thinking that someone else is helping us and we lose control, that means that I'm I'm not a very mature person. I'm not very responsible. I'm it goes back to I'm not very intelligent. So they all go hand in hand and we have to be really careful about what it is we're thinking and I and I don't know if I've hit on anything with you here but you get to figure that out for yourself if any of these things are coming up for you another assumption that comes up for people is if I receive support then I have to reciprocate what if I can't return the favor? What if I don't want to return the favor? I've had this one before. This was really difficult for me. And, you know, I did um, an exercise with my mastermind. We were actually talking about the vibration of money and thinking about what if I walked up to you and I gave you $10,000? What would you think? So we're working through some of the journaling and things that pop up for us. And one of the things that pop up for me, and I'm doing these exercises alongside of my own clients because you know honestly uh, we've got to walk the walk and talk the talk and I never ever want to turn my nose up at trying to better myself understand myself better push myself each and every time I do these exercises I can burst through have a breakthrough in another limiting belief and reach another level and so that's the thing is when I went through this exercise and I was thinking about someone giving me the $10,000. One of the things that came across my mind was reciprocation. I feel like, well, I don't have anything to give to you. You're giving me this great sum of money. I don't have anything to give to you. And that really boils down to a limiting belief of value and worth. So this is the thing we can deal with too. But what if I don't want to return the favor? So that's maybe you deciding that um, you want to get help. You realize that somebody has that help that you need, but maybe you don't like them. And so then you have this belief that if they give you support, then you have to return that favor, but you don't necessarily like them. And that boils down to your core values. That's you not wanting to use someone. And I love that so much. So this is where we have to become a little bit more resourceful and go out and find the help in another way. So the other assumption that comes up here when we're talking about, well, these are mistaken beliefs about asking for help, right? Limiting beliefs that I should be able to figure all of this out by now. And these all come from us really not wanting to ask for help. So one of the things that come up for a lot of my clients is if I ask for the support of others, I'm a burden. They are just busy and um, they don't have time to help me out. So you remember I was talking about the value of worth and that was in the last one there too when someone gives you that support, right? So a lot of this boils down to our worth and feeling like 
we're burdening someone and I was just talking with one of my clients about this too and she feels like she has to do everything herself because she's a burden and no one really ever told her that that was something that she decided when she was a little girl it was about her mom she was in a family with a single mother who was very busy doing things and when her mom came home mom had to uh, cook dinner clean the house do laundry and mom is pretty busy right so then the little girl asks mom for help but you know mom said not right now and not right now and not right now over and over again the little girl heard and so what the little girl decided is that I'm a burden and I need to do everything myself and so this turns into I'm not very important and people don't want to be around me and all sorts of other beliefs about their self-image and so we have to be very very careful you can see how one thing turns into another a, a limiting belief just just blows up it expands and creates all sorts of problems in our mind so another assumption that comes to us is I'm the only one that can do it my way <laughs> it's easier and quicker for me to do it than to train and teach somebody else to help me and I was just talking with my fiance about this last night and it's like um, that belief that if you want it done right you got to do it yourself so what ends up happening is you end up being a very busy person and you're overwhelmed and stressed and full of anxiety and this is because you don't ask for help this is one of those things that we realize that we should be able to do everything ourselves. these are all very strong stories that we tell ourselves about what it could mean to ask for help and to receive support so it's no wonder we don't do it right um, and why we're all feeling so overwhelmed and distracted and why we maybe overcompensate for tasks that just continuously exhaust our abilities and our energy right I'm feeling tired right now right just by even saying this you see so this is something that comes up for me and I remember this this very popular African proverb and it really brings light on this topic here it goes it takes a village to raise a child right you've heard that before what this proverb actually means is that the work of raising a child can't be done alone instead it's an entire community that has to participate to some extent so that the child can have the best outcome the family can have the best outcome so now we have to replace the word child with project right because you're an entrepreneur or team or company or even something bigger like a movement right uh, you'll see this analogy here really soon I'm gonna continue on here we are far more powerful and stronger and more effective when we actually work together I don't know that too many people would disagree with that when we co-create we can produce better outcomes and more innovative solutions in a shorter period of time than if we were to try to do everything on our own 
and this this really implies a lot for us business owners and realizing that you know we will burn out if we don't actually hire a team if we don't work on asking for help and feeling as though we can ask for help no we should not have figured it all out by now this is one of those things that we have to realize we cannot go through our businesses, our lives, doing it on our own and being an island. It's not just a theory. This is all our reality. When I consider some of the greatest leaders of our time, you know, think of um, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Oprah, the Dalai Lama, right? They all have something in common. They inspired people through sharing their failures and admitting that they didn't have it all figured out. These leaders were also openly grateful for the love and support of their circle. This is the thing what happens next is they attract more. They attract more of of the love and the support by outpouring how grateful they are and how open they are to receiving. They knew and they understood that they had a village supporting them on their journey. Leaders who are consciously aware and continuously growing personally and professionally um, and who courageously ask for and openly receive support are definitely stronger entrepreneurs. And here's why. When we ask for support, you maintain focus and energy. This is talking about the tasks that we as entrepreneurs have to undertake in our day, right? We have to have that focus and that energy as we're working through everything. And when you are on an island and you are doing everything on your own, there's no way that you can create that space for abundance. When you have that focus and that energy, you create more flow, making the journey fun and easy and a lot more money. When you are open to receiving support, you create opportunities for others to share their gifts and talents. You empower others to shine and you learn more about others' strengths and passions. When you ask for support, you allow others to experience the happiness that comes from giving. Don't steal that. Don't take that away from people. When we give or receive a gift, we release the hormone oxytocin, a powerful bond-stimulating hormone. When we ask for support, you are trusting in others, which strengthens the bond. When you ask for support, you are stating, in so many words, that you are imperfect, just like everyone else and others will relate to you. No one is perfect and everyone has room to grow. Here's the thing. There is strength in being vulnerable. There is strength and asking for help and realizing that you are human and know you should not have it all figured out by now. 
We were all designed to co-create life and have experiences together. So you might think to yourself, who can I ask for support today and give the gift of giving? So we have debunked this limiting belief and shown you how incredible it is for you to really be able to release this limiting belief. And I want to invite you back next week when we are going to be digging in again to another limiting belief for entrepreneurs because what we want to do is we want to have flow in our days and we want to feel abundant and we want to create a new self-image and embody the entrepreneur that is conscious and giving and loving and who makes a lot of money by helping the world create a tremendous amount of impact. And remember, you can head on over to the Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Community. We can continue the conversation over there. You can network. Every single Saturday is Selling Saturday. This is where we network and we show what we're selling. So I hope you enjoyed this journey into the limiting beliefs. And I hope you come back to next week so that we can unpack another limiting belief for you entrepreneurs out there. This is Sharon Lee. Have a great rest of your day. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.